0: The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering voicelessly, his face is weather-beaten, he wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black moustache. week one. It happened. It came. It happened. It's gone. It's in the past now. Um, We had some big wins in the NFL and in our fantasy league, and we had some rough losses. Um, I mean, I don't know who feels worse, uh, Phil and Yetter with their close losses or the Houston Texans. I'm going to go Houston Texans because that sucked. I don't know what Romeo Cornell defensive coordinator was doing. They're literally... Like at the fifth, like what was at the forty-five or the fifty, and he has like a prevent defense. He's got like three safeties, thirty yards deep. Like, homie, there's six seconds. Drew Brees isn't throwing a hail mary. He's getting it in field goal position. So that was a huge mess up by Romeo. But um, our fantasy league, what a week! It was wild. It was intense. There was trash talking. It was great. Um, Weber ball was a big point of contention. Mark Weber comes out asserting his dominance in the league saying he won the girly trade, F Mark Ingram. <laughs> Granted, uh, it was the Pat Mahomes and uh, CMC show for him. But like I've said before, I mean, CMC, Devontae, Gurley, and Pat Mahomes are going to get him 70, 80, maybe even 90 points a week between the four of them. It's just how is it going to happen? And then he's just going to have to mix up the rest for his roster. And so far, it's working until <laughs> – you know, injuries or anything like that, I mean, he's going to be looking solid. Um, standings so far uh, in the infantry division it is Mark, uh, number one, with 119 points. Jake Jennings at number two, with 114 points. And Mr. John, at, uh, number three, 98 points. Then Matt and fourth, with 115 points. Yetter and fifth, with 105 points. And Philip. with and 6th with 97 points. Only one-point game uh, differential was between Mr. John and Phil at 98 to 97. What a week. For them, that was stressful. Um, going into the Airborne Division, uh, at number one in the top score of the week is myself at 133 points. Number two is Dakota at 122. Uh, number three is Mr. Craig at 104. Uh, at fourth, with 106 points, is Sean Stein. At number five, with 80 points, is Jake Bright. And at number six, with 76 points, is Austin Dandy. Um, so basically, top to bottom, I think that's myself, then Dakota, then Mark, um, then Jake, Jennings, then Mr. Craig, then Mr. John, etc., etc. Um, uh, one thing you might notice, and I know Sean noticed, I adjusted everyone's fab dollars back to $100, uh, just for, you know, if you're questioning that, the whole purpose of that was that we have $100 in-season, $100 off-season, um, the $100 off-season bidding, I believe I started, I'll have to look back, but I, I think I either started at the week one, day one of free agency, of like NFL free agency, or it was the, after the draft, I adjusted the fab, um. Regardless, it's back at a hundred for the season. Um, remember, you can put zero dollar bids, but this is what you will have for the remainder of the season, and uh, what we'll all be working with. Um, to get in, I'll just start in some just top performers. Um, unfortunately, the app hasn't released its stuff, so I couldn't have a little cheek. Could I do it up myself, which is kind of annoying? But uh, so top performers I have top performing starters and top performing bench. Before I even get into it. Uh, it's kind of an alarming thing. The bench portion is very impressive. Um, the the range for the 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 bench is from forty four point four points all the way down. This is a top fourteen list. Um, I did I was gonna do top ten, but then there was like a bunch of quarterbacks. So I was like, ah, oh, extend it a little bit. So I did top fourteen list. Um, so bench went from forty four point four to twenty point eight. That was the. I mean, those are big points. I mean, there's bunch of guys in the 30s um it's what a week for our benches <laughs> um top performing starters uh went all the way from 38.1 to um was it 21.7 uh going down the list in pretty much proper order um you got Lamar Jackson at 38.1 Austin Eckler at 36 Christian McCaffrey at 35 uh, Pat Mahomes at 34.8. Uh, Deshaun Watson at 32.7. Um, Derrick Henry at 29.9. Carson Wentz at 30.5. Uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins at 26.2. Uh, Derrick Henry at 29.9. I said that one. Uh, Marlon Mack at 28.9. Uh, Dalvin Cook at 25.6. Uh, Mark Ingram at 24.7. Josh Jacobs at 24.3. Um, and Keenan Allen at 21.7. Um, it's definitely some big performers. Um, I know one thing that stood out to me is that my team, oh yeah, there's T.Y. Hilton was also the other one at 21.9. I had three of the top 14 here with T.Y. at 21. And then I had the top two guys in Lamar Jackson and Austin Eckler, which obviously you have that and you're, you're going to be doing some good things, um. And you just can't complain. I mean, that's what you gotta do to win games, is have big points, big scores. Uh on the bench, big miss outs on by a lot of us. I know I had the same miss outs on other teams, um, but going top to bottom, Sammy Watkins at forty four point um, four. Dak Prescott at thirty eight point four would have been the number one quarterback in our league this week. Um as and Sammy would have been the number one wide receiver as well. Uh, Deshaun Jackson at thirty three point two would have been the number two wide receiver in our league, and then followed up not to not to be outbeat by John Ross at thirty three would have been the third wide receiver in our league, and then Hollywood Brown at thirty two would have been. Um, let me think, actually. Yep, what has still been the four, the the fourth wide receiver in our league? I mean, the top four wide receivers in the league this week were all, we're all benched, which is just an incredible anomaly. I don't think that'll ever happen again. Um, Matt Stafford at 30.1. Tom Brady at 29.1. Uh, Rivers at 27.4. Mariota at 28.3. Who saw that performance out of them, by the way? I mean... Oh my goodness! I mean, the Titans have always been a solid score, but everyone's like, "Oh, they're uh, you know a seven to nine to nine and team. Do they make playoffs? If they do, they get smacked. Like, I tell you what, for a Brown, seeing that's supposed to be you know already as a Delaney Walker put it, as already crowned as champions, they got smacked around. Baker Mayfield got smacked around, and that was a performance to watch, to say the least. Um, Evan Ingram at twenty point eight as the low of the low side of the bench. Philip Dorsett at 24.1. Case Keenum at 32.7 would have been a top quarterback pick this week. Uh, DJ Chark at 24.2. And TJ Hawkinson out of nowhere with 22.7 points. So, I mean, some things I wanted to talk about. um, I mean, obviously we're not going to have – this is the crystal ball. You know, you have have these guys that just go crazy, go nuts – and and then you have you know your your studs here and then you got your duds you know you just guys that for all purposes should have had good weeks and just didn't um, we'll get into that a little bit but uh, some things to point out, I just want to talk about uh, Lamar Jackson obviously I mean we're all pretty aware of that um, I mean they faced the Dolphins um, obviously not one of the better rosters in the league but he looked great um it wasn't just hitting you know, guys in stride with great balls it was you know hitting timing routes it was hitting passes outside the hashes hitting those balls in between the safety and the linebacker he just really showed a lot of talent so that that boat's really good for me i mean i, I missed out on andrew luck and here comes lamar jackson he's like fam don't worry we're gonna be okay um so that was great to see uh and then keeping on the Jackson train, Deshaun Jackson. I spoke about it in the pod. I think he's going to have a breakout year. And Carson Wentz was, as I said before, my you know sleeper, you know MVP candidate. You know Deshaun Jackson. Everywhere he's gone has increased his quarterback's um, quarterback rating, his yards, uh, mm-hmm. and his touchdowns. And I think it's going to continue to happen. I mean, Deshaun Jackson with a broken finger went for I think it was like ten targets for 150 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he looked incredible. He looked in shape. He looked fast as he's ever looked. And I'm sure he's excited to be back in Philly. Um I don't obviously um you got you got to think about game script there. The Eagles were down by a numerous amount of points and they had to come back so they were airing it out once once the uh offensive line with Travis Kelsey figured out uh, or Jason Kelsey, excuse me. Um, figured out you know, the pass rush and the run block. They were able to then throw some deep balls to Deshaun Jackson. I think Nelson Aguilar had another had a deep ball catch. Uh, so, I mean, once they figured out what the Redskins were doing to him, they dialed it in and they were airing it out and coming back. And so that allowed Deshaun Jackson to get a lot of those points. So basically what I'm saying is positive game scripts, uh, maybe against better opponents. Deshaun Jackson could be a really good play for a lot of you guys. Um, Sammy Watkins, holy crap. Um, obviously storyline. Is the Tyreek injury? Uh, he has a rotator cuff injury. They were saying something about how if um, obviously you have a ball and socket in your shoulder. I was reading some stuff where if you know you rotator cuff injuries, if it goes posteriorly, so if the, the your your ball and socket goes dislocates to your towards your back, that is much worse than if it were to uh, dislocate anteriorly towards your front. And evidently Tyreek's went to his back. So, because of that, um, they can have some serious medical issues, supposedly. Um, I think post MRIs and um, things of that nature, it was determined that he's not having any genuine, like, his actual body will be okay at some point, kind of thing. But as far as football, he's definitely going to be out for a couple to several weeks. So, it's going to be a Sammy Watkins show. I mean, he is the number one wide receiver now. Maybe you could probably number two target behind Travis Kelsey. But. I mean, you're in the number one offense, and it's not even close. So, uh, Sammy Watkins is going to blow up for Craig right now. Craig's looking happy as could be with that trade, and uh, with my Ty Hilton you know, dilemma and Mike Williams, I'm certainly kind of regretting that trade now. But you know, that's that crystal ball that I speak about. You know, we, you know, Dandy's experienced that. With you think you have the the storylines and the, you know, what's going to be happening, and what's going to happen. I can't predict. I can't predict Andrew Luck retiring. I can't predict that impact on Ty, and I can't. You know, predict Tyreek getting hurt and Sammy's explosion. But yeah, that's the decisions we make, and that's the sacrifices we do, and that's just fantasy football. But so Sammy Watkins is going to be a lock-and-loaded starter each and every week. You can put it in. Um, he might have a career year. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be a guy that's going to be scary to have. Um, and it just shows. I mean, 44.4 points. I don't think I need to talk about it anymore. Um, Colts offense. Just the Colts in general. Uh, they looked fantastic. They looked like a very competitive team. Although they obviously they did lose, but if you watch the game, watch the highlights, watch the breakdowns and stuff, that offensive line is still dominant with Quentin Nelson and Constanzo and their right tackle that I can't think of. Um, but that team looks legit. They are still Jacoby Brissett looked miles better than he did two years ago. He looks prepared. He knows the playbook. He knows his guys. He has chemistry. He, he has a relationship with Frank Wright, who is an, seems to be an amazing head coach. That team's going to be very competitive. They were in San Diego, um, which isn't necessarily a hostile environment, but it's an away game. When I said San Diego, and I met L.A. in the freaking StubHub Arena. Um, but that is a very good team, even without you know, uh, Derwin James, and they were you know, throwing punches. So it's encouraging to see the Colts. That division might be the toughest division um, this year, as far as parity uh, between the Colts, Texans, Titans, and Jags. It would be really interesting. Um, speaking of the Jags, uh, Nick Foles out for the year, more than likely. Maybe if maybe he comes back. Oh my gosh! If he came back in December, I'd be beyond impressed. Collarbones are usually a, a season-long injury, so I, I assume he's out. Gardner Minshew looked not great. Great for his situation. He's a six-round pick. One-year starter at Washington State. I liked him a whole lot coming out of the draft. Um, I thought the Jags was a good place for him because he could sit behind Nick Foles and really learn how to just, like, know the offense, run the offense, and hit your guy when he's open, which is what Nick Foles does. He doesn't get flashy. Um, But, hey, he went in, and he broke some, you know, rookie debut quarterback records as far as consecutive completions, quarterback rating, rating, um, things of those nature. So, I mean, they looked promising. It looked like he could feed the ball. Uh, D.J. Chark looked like a breakout guy for them. For whatever reason, D.J. Chark, I think he had two touchdowns. I mean, he was a big guy um, here in our our bench players at 24.2 points. I mean, he almost – DeAndre Hopkins, we watched that game. He had 26.2 points. D.J. Chark had 24, two less points than DeAndre Hopkins. So he put up some big numbers. Um, Obviously, the big guy in there was D.D. Westbrook. And a lot of the hype with D.D. was because of Nick Foles. Nick Foles targets the slot. Heavily and successfully, and that's where DD rocks it out, and he does really well there. So that is something to monitor: is uh, is DD? What is he going to be able to do with Gardner Minshew? They did also trade trade for Josh Dobbs, but I mean, I'd say the earliest he starts is two weeks because he's got to learn a playbook, he's got to get those kind of things down. So it's going to be Gardner Minshew for a couple weeks here, and we're going to see how that rolls. Um, I'm optimistic. Um, Leonard looked okay. Um, the defense looked rattled. I mean, that defense and the whole team just seems so, uh, just undisciplined and, and not even in a football sense, but just like in a knucklehead sense. Like Miles Jack suspended. You know, e- after every play, Miles Jack is doing dumb shit. Jalen Ramsey's doing dumb shit. Leonard Fournette's doing dumb shit. So it's literally just people like big players, captains of this team, are doing dumb shit each week to get penalties, get ejected. That's from this season and going into last season. So like they they got to change something in that locker room and that culture. Like it's okay to have that dog and that tenacity, but you you can't be out there punching people. Like it just it does it all. It does is hurt yourself physically and on the field. So I don't know what's going on with that Jags team. Um, going back a little bit, Chargers. Uh, Austin Eckler looked fantastic. You know they said going into the season without Melvin Gordon, it was going to be a fifty fifty Eckler. Jackson split. I forget the split, but it was more like seventy thirty Eckler, and he dominated. He dominated targets. He dominated snaps. He target dominated, you know, rushing attempts, and he looked fantastic doing it. So, Josh Jackson or Justin Jackson in plus matchups should have value until Melvin Gordon gets back. He he will get mm-hmm. some goal line touches. It is a high high potent offense. There's no reason why he can't um, have weeks where he's going to get you. Eight, nine, ten points, and uh, maybe even splashing a touchdown. Um, Other points I want to talk about uh, Evan Ingram. um, No one on that team to catch the ball. I mean, Cody Latimer, I think, had ten points, which is a a solid outing. Um, I know he would have been a better start on whoever's team has him than a couple guys that they started. Uh, You know, Eli Manning is a solid quarterback. He's going to get the ball out, he's going to make smart throws. So. The pass catchers on that team have value. Sterling Shepherd, Cody Latimer, and Evan Ingram is just a big he's probably the him and Sterling Shepard are probably the most talented, and Evan Ingram is just, you know, bigger, so he has that he's pretty much in his own uh room there when it comes to big playability on that team right now. Um Marquise Brown, I mean what a breakout he had. Um a lot of you guys watched it. I mean he just looked electric, he looked fast, looked that ankle. ankles doing great. Um, you see that explosion that he, the ability that he has with Lamar Jackson, and he's going to be a big play start. Like if you have big balls, and I know Phil has them, and Phil certainly has big balls. Starting him will be a big balls move, and mm-hmm. it can work out for you. I mean, this is you know we always talk about you know in preseason rankings or fantasy. We talk about people's ceilings and we talk about people's floors. You know maybe Marquise Brown's floor is super low, but his ceiling. It's not a joke. Um, It is there, it is real, and it's potent. Um, One thing I saw, Marquise Brown, 12 snaps. Um, He only had 12 snaps in that game, and there's a couple things you can take away from that. Obviously, um, you could say just simply, wow, he only had, had 12 snaps and did this with it, or you could look at it and be like, Holy shit! He only had twelve snaps. Like how is he? Gonna, and this is so volatile. Or you could also have to take a third take to kind of put into that. But well, they're facing the Dolphins. They're up by like thirty points in the first quarter. They just—he's not completely healthy. They flash what he wanted him to flash. Let's bench him. Let's ride him. Put in Chris Moore. Put in the other guys. Let it ride out. Um, and that seems like what they're going to be doing. Um, he's going to be potent. He's—they're going to run the ball, run the ball, and then throw a deep ball to Marquise. And it looks great. Uh, Jameson Crowder I mean I think he had something like 15 16 targets something insane there for the Jets people talked about it was gonna be was it gonna be him or Nunwa. they were gonna be the PPR guys right now it's looking like Crowder granted a lot of them to Yetter's frustration were like screen and bubble passes and didn't go nowhere or they were just you know he had like 10 or 11 catches and 17 targets and I think he only had like six or seven of those catches that actually registered in the PPR point bracket because a lot of them were so dump offs or no yards and everything which I'm I'm actually liking you know if you're if the play that your player makes isn't helping your their team succeed why should we be getting fantasy points for it a running back catches a screen for minus two yards and we get 0.3 plus points like to me that's stupid he hurt his team on that play you know uh, you know, Jamison Crowder catches a wide receiver screen, makes a bad cut, or his player he gets blown up for minus two yards, but you get .3 points for that because, dear lord, he caught the ball, and made a negative play for his team. That's stupid. Um, I like adding, you know, giving quantity and quality. You know, having that having that mesh somewhere. I'm enjoying this. It's a change to my brain as far as looking at the stats and looking at people's fantasy points and where they should be but um, I think it's going to be fun I think it's going to be a good change and it would be cool I'm enjoying it and uh, my brain and all of our brains will get used to it better and better um, so but uh, no, like I said though Jameson Crowder in plus matchups um, you know he's going to get a lot of targets maybe not even not even in plus matchups but maybe he's more startable in plus matchups but the dude's going to get targeted I mean they were leading for a good bit of that game not by a lot like they were definitely still trying to score Cause it was close enough, but he was getting targeted. Like I said, he almost—he was closer to 20 targets than he was 10, and that's there's something to be said there. Um, staying in that same, staying in that same game, John Brown. Um, I think he had 10 or 11 targets, uh, seven or eight catches. He might have had 100 yards, um, and he had a touchdown. And uh, he looks fantastic. We've all seen him in Baltimore. He's definitely a good player. He is legit. He is not a joke. Um, he is a full route runner. If you look at his uh, route running savvy, he is high success versus man. In and in a, I think it's like an 80th, high 80s percentile versus man. And then he's like in the low 70s versus zone. So overall, a very solid wide receiver in separating and getting open. And uh, there's no reason why he can't be flexed in on good matchups where they have to pass the ball. Um, I'm excited to have him on my team. And you guys should be able to, he might be a guy that you guys should target him and Crowder. Are good targets for your um, redraft leagues. Uh, him, maybe if you believe in Marquise Brown, I know a lot of us because we're in Ravens territory. Marquise Brown got taken a lot, so he probably isn't there. Um, but DJ Chark, um, he could be an interesting pickup for a lot of people. And then the last guy I'll touch on is Josh Jacobs, um, or just the Oakland Raiders in general. You know, everyone thought they were going to come out flat and be distracted, and uh, well, guess what? Oakland came ready to play. That I don't know if. Obviously, it was a late game, so not everyone probably watched it, but that team had energy. They were hyped. They played fast, physical football, and that stadium was just loud and rowdy, and you could feel the energy through the TV. It was a fantastic uh, to see that you know, the Raiders just pounded the Broncos. Um, and uh, I thought I had a good laugh. Joe Flacco's first pass was a check down. Um, it made me chuckle. Dude's checked down Charlie. He did have some good balls, but he did not look good. Thank God he's not a Raven anymore. Lamar is so much better. So much better. Uh, Can't believe we got what we got for him, sending him there. But Raiders offense, no A-B. What was going to happen? Well, this is what's going to happen. They're going to run the ball with good play design. Josh Jacobs has the freshest legs in the NFL. Um, He looked fantastic. He looked energized. He looked strong. He looked quick. He had smooth hands um, running routes. He had really good play where he – They hiked the ball. He ran right up the center, did a little out route. It was like a two-second—I not even. don't think Derek had the ball for two seconds. He just dumps it over the guard's head. Josh Jacobs catches it, goes for like 25 yards. He breaks like two tackles, runs over a guy. It was a fantastic play. Even John Gruden pointed out it's probably his favorite play that he did. Um, Two touchdowns on the ground. I think the biggest breakout of the game, that was Tyrell Williams. He goes for—I think he had 10 catches or 10 targets for over 100 yards and a touchdown— he looked fantastic. Him and Derek Carr were on the same page. They were, you know, connecting. They were just, they were on the same wavelength. It looked fantastic. And they just really, really uh, looked good. And Tyrell Williams, in good matchups, granted, the Broncos are a pretty solid defense. It is a, It was a home game for the Raiders. But, I mean, they have good players on that defense. Von Miller, Chris Harris Jr., and, you know, other players on that team that are not, you know, not slumps. Justin Simmons is a is ascending safety in the league, and Tyrell Williams did really well. And the rest of that team looked well. Um, Darren Waller, the Walrus, looked incredible. He uh, he did miss a single snap. He went full Christian McCaffrey on us. Was on the field for every single snap. Um, had like a thirty percent target per, uh, target share. Uh, if that even remotely continues, he's going to be a staple, and maybe even a top five tight end this year. He could push for that. Granted, that's a little reactionary. Which I, you know, we, that's one thing I can urge you guys not to be. Don't blow up Week 1. Week 1 is the most volatile week of the season. We don't know how any offense is going to look. All the new offenses aren't going to look. We don't know how every player and all the new places are going to look. How every guy that's come back from injury is going to look. It's a brand new season. Week 1 is a shit show, and it definitely proved it this week. Um, so don't be too reactionary, but Darren Waller... When you are on the field for every single snap um, and you're getting targeted, even in the 20 to 30% range, you're going to be fantasy relevant, especially at the tight end position where there is such a disparity of talent and fantasy. So um, that's going to be exciting for Jake Jennings. It's just another guy to add to Jake Jennings' young core that are have ascending possibilities. All right, and before I continue, I have one thing I forgot to go over was the Rams and the big headline of Todd Gurley. Um, People are going to talk about my guy, Malcolm Brown, on my roster. He had two touchdowns. I think it was like 10 carries. Um, Had a good outing. Uh, Obviously, that within itself, I would say, is super reliable. They were all – both of his touchdowns were goal line carries or at least distance-to-go carries. Mm -hmm. And he succeeded, and he looked good. They were good, healthy runs. They were quality reads, quality run, quality finish, kind of a run. Um, Gurley, in and within himself, still looked good. Um, I don't have the snap breakdowns in front of me, um, but I know it wasn't like someone dominated or not. I think Gurley had more snaps overall than any of the other running backs, but um, didn't have a tremendous amount of targets. He looked explosive though, still, and that's the big thing. Is he looked explosive? He still had, I think, like seventy-five yards or something like that, and so he still put up a legitimate fantasy day. Uh, just wasn't a Todd Gurley fantasy day. So um, I believe that he would still be the powerhouse running back that he's been. Uh, maybe it's somewhere in between of the two realities of oh, it's going to be a complete you know running back by committee. And you know, in my opinion, he'll still be a stud. Maybe it's going to be somewhere in the middle. He is still going to be very good. Gurley is still a freak player. He's still a freak athlete. He's still a freak talent. It's just, uh, it was a rough go of it for week mm-hmm. one, and we'll just, you know, have to see each week uh, how that goes, and so that's going to affect Mark a little bit. But I still think his touchdown possibilities mm-hmm. are very high. It's the you know, probably the second most potent offense, and you know, he, he's going to succeed in that offense. Um, as far as, uh, anything else I'm trying to think, um, some injury news, Joe Mixon looks like he'll be able to play week two, Mike Williams hasn't had any new news about him, he had a knee injury, but they haven't said anything conclusive about him, I already touched on Tyreek and, um, Nick Foles, they're gonna be, Nick Foles gonna be out for probably the year, Tyreek for a little while, um... Trying to think big other injuries. <sighs> Tevin Coleman's going to be out a few weeks. Not too bad. Um, just a, a sprained ankle. Um, I know in Ravens news, Jimmy Smith has a level two ankle sprain, so he'll be probably out like two weeks. Um, That's so all I can really think injury-wise. That was big news. All right, and finally, I'll, I'll go over some of the duds of the week. Some guys that are just disappointed. Uh, Nick Chubb, I mean, he put up a good amount of points, but it's just disappointing. James Conner, disappointing. Winston, uh, Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton, Mike Evans, Joe Mixon, Devontae Freeman, O.J. Howard, Vance McDonald, um, just don't read into it too much. Uh, a lot of it just turned out bad. Some things to point out. I know Vance McDonald, he was out there a lot and just did not receive a, many targets. In a game where whatever the Pittsburgh Steelers were doing wasn't working and to not change it up and try and involve Vance McDonald was a little surprising, a um, little interesting. Uh, Jameis Winston played terrible, but you know he's officially a bad NFL quarterback. He is not going to win you games. He's not going to take you to the playoffs, and he certainly isn't going to win you a Super Bowl. But... He has shown the ability to be a fantasy, a good fantasy football player. Um, obviously, this week was not a great week for that, but he's done really well in putting up points for you. Whether it's Hail Mary touchdowns, just getting good yardage, he's going to throw some picks, but he's going to be very solid for you. And you just, you just wait on him. If you have him in redraft or things like that, you can probably cut him, get another guy. You probably got him late, but oh well. Um, Baker Mayfield... Uh, the Titans showed up to play. They have a really good defense. It kind of gets slept on in conversations of top defenses, but it's a very solid defense. Cameron Wake was a menace. He's new to that defense, and he looked like a premier pass rusher against the Browns this week. So you, you can't count them out. They have a Dory Jackson. They have the – high. Uh, was it Kevin Baird, the highest paid safety in the league. They have a lot of solid pieces on that defense, and you just can't sleep on them. Um, Cam Newton had a bad week. He looked ugly. He looked tough to watch. I don't know what to think. But like I said, I'm gonna keep saying week one is week one. Don't read into it too much. Mike Evans is not gonna average three point whatever points per week or whatever it was. He is gonna be a stud. Don't need to sweat it. Nick Chubb is gonna have success. Um... OJ Howard is another one that'll be a little concerned about just because of uh, I think OJ Howard. If Jameis Winston doesn't have his head up his ass, O.J. Howard's going to have good weeks. If his head's up his ass, O.J. Howard is going to probably be the biggest downfall in fantasy for that. Uh, Joe Mixon got hurt, left the game. He should be fine as long as he's on the field. Devontae Freeman, they just looked bad. That offense did not look good. Freeman looked okay. Like He looked explosive. He looked like he had the vision. It just wasn't happening. I don't know if it was an offensive line problem or just a play call problem, but he looked fine. It was just a bad game result. It just was not a pretty thing to watch. Uh, this is really some of the bigger duds that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I'm going in to rankings. So I'm going to finish all these with rankings. Once again, I mean, it's only been week one. I'm not going to really change much. I might just kind of talk about outlooks. Right now, my rankings, which is slightly different at the tail end, but as we've discussed before, the tail end is very close in separation, is going to go Dakota 1, Mark 2, Yeti 3, myself at 4, Matt at 5, Jake Jennings at 6, Phil at 7, Sean Stein at 8, Mr. Craig at jumps up to 9. I think that's a jump up. Um, 10 is Mr. John. Eleven is Jake Bright and twelve is Austin. Um, I would tell you at least I thought long and hard about Sean and Craig's spot. I really thought about putting Mr. Craig at number eight. Uh, he his team showed out. I mean, what was it, two hundred and thirteen points that if in a perfect lineup that he could have put up. T.J. Hawkinson looks like he could be a regular starter. Uh, he has a lot of guys in there that are going to be looking quite interesting right now. That he can play. Uh, Stefan Diggs had a terrible week, but he's. Going to have good matchups. Chris Carson looked like the weapon. Aaron Rodgers is weapon. Alshon Jeffrey showed that he was healthy, and Carson went showed that he's a stud, and they looked fantastic together. He put up two touchdowns. Dak Prescott looked like an animal trying to get paid, so he's going to have a great one-two with Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott that he's going to have to mull over and make good decisions on. Um, Latavius Murray is going to get used a little bit, as we've already discussed before. Sammy Watkins is now a stud. Sammy Watkins and Tyrell Williams both being on his bench, two big breakout guys this week. Two guys that you're gonna see him be rocking into his flex. I mean, his wide receiver core looks legit now. He's got Diggs, DJ Moore, Alshon Jeffrey, Tyrell Williams, and Sammy Watkins. I'd say the only block to probably start every week is going to be Sammy, and then he's gonna have three of those guys or two of those guys to pick from, from his wide receiver spot and his flex. And he's gonna be looking pretty nice. His wide receiver group is gonna be Chris Carson, James White. Um Rex he was gonna have to between him and Rex Burkhead, but I'd probably take James White my son just because the floor is safer. But he has Latavius Murray. You know, if she's a whiz, uh if Alvin goes down for a game or two, this Craig's gonna beat some people, man. Um, John Ross exploded, absolutely exploded out of the scene. We'll see if that can be consistent. He has another um possibly plus matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. We'll see how that goes, and with TJ Hawkinson being able to dive in there at tight end with him, you'll have him, Jordan Reed, and uh, who's he got? Uh, Vance McDonald to splash in there at tight end. He's gonna, he should be able to make a good start sit decision each week between Vance OJ and uh, TJ, and his his team's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm liking this team a lot right now. They're gonna be an explosion um, of talent here coming. I know some teams that are going to be a little concerning just because I know I'm starting to get concerned about my depth. I possibly lose two guys this week that have a staple of my depth between um, Mike Williams and his knee and Kevin Coleman and his ankle. So I know that's one thing that's going to possibly hurt my start sit ability uh, that I'm concerned about. Uh, Mark Weber's lack of depth definitely showed. Obviously, he got the dub out there, but not a lot of points outside of his starting group. Uh, he's top four. Mahomes, McCafferty, Gurley, and Adams are really gonna have to get it done. Uh, Mar Marvin Jones and is gonna probably help his team a lot here. But uh, Jack Doyle didn't do crap. Um, but didn't, he didn't do a whole lot. James Washington didn't do crap. Chase Edmonds didn't do crap. Cody Latimer had a couple catches. Philip Dorsett did break out, but with AB on the team now, I think Philip Dorsett's you know ceiling and floor really goes out the window. There's no way that Brady's gonna keep. Uh, A.B., Josh Gordon, and Edelman all relevant and still have, you know, targets, relevant targets for Philip Dorsett in fantasy. Kiki Cutie was out. They looked like he could have fit a role in there. They were using a tight end a lot more than they would typically, so I think Cutie will have some value when he gets healthy, but right now he's not healthy. And then Golden Tate when he gets back, but, I mean, goodness. um, Mark's team's looking a lot more sketched than it was to start the season. Um, well, not a lot more sketch, but it's, it's definitely showing it's rearing its ugly head of lack of flex starting ability. Um, another team I wanted to talk about. Jake's team has an interesting scenario where he has Amari Cooper and a Michael Gallup. Both looked really good last week. Does he pull the trigger to start both? I'll have him and Juju. Marlon Mack looked fantastic. Drew Brees looked fantastic. Daria Geis is out. So Jake's looking for a running back as he posts in the check. He didn't start Carlos Hyde. He looked okay. Um, Peyton Barber is Peyton Barber. Uh, But it's going to be something he's going to have to deal with and try and manage to figure out in the time being. And so that's going to be a little struggle for him. Darius Geis is a big loss. That was a, you know, no AP. That was looking great for Darius Geis. And even though he didn't do much with it, the opportunity is more valuable than the stats. Uh, The last team I'll probably bring up, is Yetter's team just kind of looking at it? I mean, I'm not worried about Devontae Freeman. Obviously, it was a scary last week, but he should be all right. Julian Edelman, now with AB present, could be a little could be hesitant how that's going to work out. You know, Joe Mixon will probably play. He'll be fine. Rashad Petty did not do a whole lot. Royce Freeman just was bottled up all last night. I think both of them will be fine, but they just didn't show out much last night. So that's a little concerning. Darwin Thompson didn't do a whole lot. It was a shady Damian Williams show and Darwin, I don't even know how many snaps he got if any. But so he'll still have some solid options. Yeah, gotta watch Jeb Mixon Health, Devontae Freeman's what is Devontae Freeman's truth this season. You know, we heard Dakota talk about it early this year that Devontae Freeman was gonna have like twelve plus touchdowns and just be a real fantasy stud. So we'll have to see if that comes to fruition for him. And then Phil's team, Uh, this will be the last one I'll I'll talk about. Cooper Cup looked a little like he was getting back in the swing of things. Like he hasn't been full speed quite recently. But um, Jared Goff disappointed. Thankfully he didn't start him. But Baker, he did start Baker. He looked disappointed. Jacoby Brissett looked very confident in good matchups. Um, Kenny Stills had a big touchdown. But Tyreek being hurt, he's going to have to flex somebody in. Um, Hunter Renfro didn't do a whole lot last night. But he's got some promising guys in Curtis Samuel. Um, Chris Godwin did splash last week. Evan Ingram splashed last week. Um, Marquise Brown splashed last week. It looks like Phil plugged in Marquise for the starting lineup. He's hoping against another bad Arizona team that he can get catch another bomb. But, I mean, Alvin Kamara and Derrick Henry, they're as legit as they can get right now, the one-two punch of them. Phil's going to be very competitive week in, week out with that, uh, that ability. So to go back over it, my rankings are Dakota, Mark number two, Getter number three, myself number four, Matt number five, Jake number six, Phil number seven, Sean Stein number eight, Craig number nine, Mr. John number ten, Jake Bright eleven, and Austin Dandy twelve. Guys, I'm excited. This has been fun. Um, I hope to keep be able to do this in the future, and be able to prioritize this and give uh not just talk about our dynasty, but a little bit of just fantasy stuff in general. And uh, good luck to everyone in week two. Make sure you get your start sits in. Let's you know see if we can get some trades on I mean, it. I'm in our league, but in this redraft takes. You know, week one, not everyone uh handles it with as much patience or uh you know, doesn't some people freak out more than others. See if you can take advantage of good of uh good players at bad week ones and the owners that are freaking out and just let's have a great week, let's have a great work week and let's have some, some fun next weekend with some more fantasy football. See you guys.